This podcast is a proud member of the That Moment In Podcast Network. Check out the network at thatmomentin.com. Everybody and welcome to this a very special bonus episode of the Cinema Recall Podcast over at thatmomentin.com. I am your host, The Vern, and on this show, it's going to be exciting because I brought along two wonderful podcast guests to come on here and debate about the movie Mother. That's right, because nothing says podcasting than debating about a movie that was a like Possibly from last year, all right? But we're going to do it on this show. And for this episode, I brought along with me uh, Zoe Rose-Smith. She is the writer of the site Zobo with a Shotgun and a recent contributor to ThatMomentIn.com. Hello, Zoe. Hi, Van. Thank Uh, you for having me back. Yes. (laughs) Now, the last show that you were on, we talked about the movie uh, In My Skin, which is a very cool French body horror film. Uh, I gotta say, a lot more tamer than a lot of the features you have reviewed and watched. Um, but I do want to urge everyone out there to check out her recent article on that moment in dot com, uh, talking about a Serbian film, and you brought a lot of intelligence and insights into that movie that makes me go, you know what? I can watch this movie and not feel bad about myself. Yeah, it's uh, it was difficult to try and bring um, intelligence to a movie that often people don't think there is to it whatsoever. But yeah, I also feel better about watching it um, as well now, which is nice. (laughs) Now, uh, Zoe's here at Satan, um, the positive stance on the movie Mother, and our next guest, the one who's taking the negative approach, is Stephen Palmer. And he is a co-host of the Asian Cinema Film Club, which you can find at thatmomentin.com. His own site, and I'm going to try my best to pronounce this, but you may have to help me out with this, Stephen. Guerrillo Rablins uh, .wordpress.com. Help me out with this. I have it on here. G-W-E-I-L-O-A... G-W-E-I-L-O-R-A-M-B-L-A-N-G-S... WordPress.com. Anyways, hello, Stephen. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Hi there. Thanks for having me. It's Guaylo Ramblings. It's um, it's from the Chinese. It means white ghost. It's a, it's a it's a it's a epithet for a foreigner. Oh. I I'm a white guy talking about Asian film. That's that's I, clever. Well, and <laughs> you'll probably just explain why I don't get many hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we will try and change that. We'll, you know, put links uh, to both you and Zoe's site on this episode right there. Um, but like I mentioned before in the heading, these uh, fine people are going to debate about the movie Mother. And I'm going to post a poll when this episode goes up on thatmomentin.com. And whoever does win this debate, uh, they will get either a free month of Shutter or Netflix. Even though I'm sure you already have paid for your subscription already, I'm going to give you a, like, one free month, all right? So that's the prize that you're all playing for right now, a free month of Shudder or a free month of Netflix, all right? And it's going to be for the UK, all right, because I know that's where you guys are from. Um, 
But uh, I let's make do... freebies. I'm not competitive <laughs> though, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, since it's the first time, on, you were on our last episode. Um, Stephen uh, talked about our our first moments there. We had all the that moment in podcast network show up for that, and it was great having you on the show. But now this is your chance to really like promote the Asian Cinema Film Club as well as Royal Ramblings. So go ahead, p- plug away there, Stephen. Oh, okay. Oh, God. I hate talking about myself. Okay, so just a bit of background about me. I'm obviously from the south of England. I've grown up always loving film, always in this, probably more in the cult side of things. That got me into some Japanese cinema, um, particularly around the time of J-horror and all that. So I come in it from a cult horror kind of view. But actually, what I'm really interested in is showing people there's way more to Asian cinema than just um, ghost girls, kung fu movies, and animated characters with big eyes showing their panties off. <laughs> so <What>? on my own. <laughs> so, so what I like to cover on my own blog is the full breadth. So not just films from Hong Kong and South Korea and Japan, but also I look at things from Thailand and Indonesia. Um, anything which we could consider Asian, sometimes I even slip the odd American film in if it's from a, from an ethnically Asian sort of creator. Um, Elwood invited me on to his, one of his millions of podcasts some time ago and we talked about audition and dumplings at great length. And I think that was, that, that worked so well that we decided to start the Asian Cinema Film Club, which is where we, on a monthly basis, look at a film um we take turns in choosing it elwood tends to pick something more traditionally cult or from a creators that people might know about your your, your um your jet lees and your johnny toes and your jackie chans and things like that and i might go for something a little more highbrow so we're both trying to sort of teach each other a little bit um so he's telling me about uh Godzilla movies and I'm telling him about obscure animations and it's all working very well we sort of bounce off of, off each other quite well and I think we're both learning a lot from each other so it's a, it's a good laugh yeah you both have great chemistry with each other love it a lot uh, definitely check that out um, alright so we're going to get into our conversations about Mother but right now and also to check out what Zoe writes as well uh, Zoe writes about the films that you're too afraid to watch all right, <laughs> and she does it with a heartfelt intelligence. So uh, definitely check them both out. Um, Zoe, you're still at uh, Zobo with a shotgun dot com. I think I'm, I'm saying that right there. I'm probably not. Yes, no, that's still me. Zobo okay. with a shotgun Okay, cool. All right, it's my shotgun. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this, folks. Let's take a small break right now. We're going to play some ads from some other great, great podcast shows, and then we'll be back with our debate about Mother. After these messages, we'll be right Love movies? Love MoviePass? Don't know what MoviePass is? Well, you're in luck because there's a new podcast dedicated to all things MoviePass. The MoviePass pod is hosted by a father and son team, Keith and Noah, who love movies. We talk MoviePass news, advice, review movies, and a bunch of other fun stuff. We're trying to watch 100 movies in theaters in 2018 with the help of MoviePass. Will we make it? I don't know, but we're going to have fun trying. You can find the MoviePass pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or your favorite podcast app on both iOS and Android. 
Android. Our official site is themoviepasspod.podbean.com. We also have a WordPress site where you can find all our totals, movie reviews, and other fun stuff. Listen before Frozen and Carbonite. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Listen to The Lair of the Unwanted on iTunes, and you can hear me, Jason Soto, use the F word. French? No. Fudge? Eh, sort of, but no. Frank? No. Fridge? No. Faruka Balk? What? what? No. Farfid Nugent? Jeez, no. Alright, what F word could you possibly be talking about? I'm talking about in the layer of the unwanted, covering the movies you don't want to see and more on iTunes. What brings you to us? Well, they told me I could find a room here. He thought we were at a bed and breakfast. He's a stranger. We're just going to let him sleep in our house. Hello. Can I help you? Hey, lady. Did you know he had a wife? He didn't just stumble on us. He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? All these people. Who are they? They've come here to see me. <laughs> come quickly. God help you. All I'm trying to do is bring light into this house. You're insane. <laughs> You give and you give and you give. It's just never enough. And we are back. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around with us and listen to those great ads. I promise you those are really great podcasts to check out, and they're not paying me to say so. They're really great shows. I hope you do listen to them. All right. So on to Mother, and let's do this. We're going to have each of you spend... Two minutes given an opening about why you think this movie is great or bad. So let's start with you, Stephen. All right, I'm going to put uh, two minutes on the clock here. And I want you to tell me why you think uh, Mother is not a good movie, okay? Ready? Okay. Are you ready? You'll have to let me know when the when the one minute's gone by. No, okay, no, so we're going. In about uh, three, two, one, start. Two minutes. Okay. I actually love Darren Aronoff films as a whole. I really like Pi, even though it's a bit pretentious, I suppose. Requiem for, the Dream, for a Dream is my second go-to anti-drugs film. If I ever was to think of taking heroin, I'd watch that again and remember why I don't want to do it. Um, and and even even up to Black Swan, which I really enjoyed for all its flaws, because it was a, it was an interesting look at um, mental illness. Mother, on the other hand, in my view, is like bad sixth formers poetry. It's pretentious tish tosh, and hidden in a, a technically a very interesting film. Um, I love the actors. I love the actresses on the whole that are involved. I think it does some really interesting visual things, but it's got its head up its own butt. Um, I also uh, 
Oh God, now I've lost the lost the ability to talk. One minute um, left. <laughs> when I first watched it, I tweeted out. I said to I said to people, "Hey, this is just like reading the Bible," but um, her head stuck in the way all the time. And it was like that. It was like me trying to look past her head and trying to understand what was going on all the time. I felt I felt it was it, at times it was trying to make criticisms about religion and then trying to undo them. Thirty seconds. I hated it. <laughs> Twenty-four seconds. How many more seconds have I got? Twenty. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so basically, I don't understand why anyone would enjoy this film. Zoe, please, please, please prove me wrong. <laughs> In eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, so now, Zoe, you're on the clock right oh now. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you must tell the audience out there why you think Mother is a good movie, okay? Are you ready? Yes, let's go. Three, two, one, two minutes, start, go. Okay, so Stephen, I'm going to tell you why people do and do like Mother. Um, I also really liked Aaron Aronofsky, um, and I do actually agree with you that a lot of his movies are quite pretentious, but I think he almost does pretentious well, if you can say that. Um, Mother for me, I think it's a, an amazing film because I think visually uh, it's very it's very dull in terms of visuals, but it kind of um, represents the the atmosphere of the entire film. It is kind of dull in a sense that it's dull with um, I don't know miserable feelings. Um, the whole way throughout, it's very emotive in the sense that it's very stressful, it's really intense, it made me honestly feel very, very frustrated, I felt quite traumatised watching it, halfway through I kind of felt like I was holding my breath, just because I was absolutely terrified by it, I think this film, although it does have the biblical side, which I don't particularly like I think when you look at this film from a woman's point of view you suddenly are kind of overwhelmed with emotion so I think for a lot of female audiences this film is amazing and maybe that's with male uh, audiences but I think overall the emotions that it manages to push through and put the audience to feel is something that a lot of films struggle to do with um Oh God! Is there more to say? <laughs> uh, I would more just I would just say the the kind of the intenseness of it. Honestly, I sweat when I watch that movie, uh, and I know other people have said seconds. it's kind of nothing else makes you feel um, that kind of claustrophobic in terms of your own emotions. So I think that's why people will uh, enjoy it and do enjoy it. And, and that's it. All right. <laughs> Very good, everybody. All right. Uh, good round there. Um, now, I want... Let's start with you, Zoe. Okay. I want you to maybe explain why someone would hate this movie. <laughs> why someone would hate this movie? Yeah, why would someone um... hate Mother? We're gonna, and we're going to switch back and forth with this. At least, you know, too... Um, each person will have a chance to rebuttal with the other person there, but just wait till the other person speaks. Okay. 
Um, so I think there's quite a few um, people would hate the movie Mother. So, for instance, I first watched this um, with my partner, and when we finished the film, I said that I loved it, and he said he hated it. So, uh, from his point of view, he said it just kind of was, you know, it it started off very slow it starts off almost kind of boring and then it spirals into this barrage of absolute madness it even seems too over the top you know how you start from someone um you know looking at the flowers outside to suddenly there's you know a fucking riot going on in the living room and there's explosions and people are you know fighting each other it almost seems kind of that it ends up being that way. Um, also, as Stephen mentioned earlier, it is quite pretentious and it does head up its own ass. Um, you know, I rewatched it today and I, I still love it. I still think it's a great movie, but it does come across a bit as look at me, I'm this amazing film which has all these amazing biblical references. But at the same time, why not? Why not make a film? And if you think you could make a good film and you're going to make it be a bit up its own ass, you know, maybe we need more films that are a little bit egotistical about themselves. Um, and then the other point that I think is very, very open to discussion is actually I think uh, watching it from a woman's point of view, you come away with potentially a different perspective and some of the things that happen in that film are uh, maybe hit a nerve more for a woman than they do a male audience. Right. Um, well, as uh, Zoe, yeah. it's topic here. We're talking about why people would hate the movie. Yes. Okay. So I, I think, I think like, men might hate the movie. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because okay. maybe, because maybe the... You know, the messages that come through for a woman don't quite come through for a man. Hence why when I watched it with my partner, maybe he didn't. That's one of the reasons he hated it, because the, the emotional ties that you feel as a woman aren't there for a man. So you end up hating it because it almost just seems kind of, a lot, you know, madness and kind of a barrage. Um, so I, I would say that maybe kind of the over the topness of it. And Fair yeah, that's there. about it. All right. Uh, Stephen. Your chance here. Please uh, talk to us about why people would like Mother. Well, without being sarcastic and saying that people might like Mother because they're equally as um, pretentious as Mr. Aronofsky. <laughs> Actually, what I will say is if I strip away some of the knowledge that I have from what the director and the actress that uh, Jennifer Lawrence has said in, in their um, in their junkets and I look at it purely as a visceral experience I think certainly um, parts of the movie do appeal I think it's visually I think it's visually interesting although Zoe thinks it's visually dull I like the idea of the sort of the living haunted house with the heart beating down in the cellar and and, and weird things happening in the walls. I think the final sequence, um, when everything gets all a bit out of hand and a gigantic riot happens in the middle of the house, and uh, we have the... Uh, it, 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 it reminds me of films, although in a much louder, more bombastic way, of films like Rosemary's Baby or Repulsion. Um, so I think there are elements of the film 
which are which are interesting when you, when you look at it as a straight horror film uh, and you strip away certainly the first half of the movie the old testament half of the movie i think there's a heck of a lot to enjoy about it um i think you have a you have a lead actress in jennifer lawrence who's who is one of american modern day best actresses um although i was a bit tired of seeing her face in front of me 80 percent of the time which is a shocking thing to have to say um she does bring a vulnerability and a warmth to that part which i can i can find charming if i'm feeling a little more um nice about things um javier bardem is a great actor and and he's got screen presence and so the pair of them on the screen were interesting even more fantastic was michelle pfeiffer who's just brilliant as the as the, the sort of the conniving sly diggy eve character um so there's some great performances in it some great visuals in it um it's just a shame that for me the the it's 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 uh it's, so i i think you stay can do positive. films like this stay, a I positive. stay positive i'm staying <laughs> positive i think if i view if i view it as a film that is um that is a metaphor in search of a narrative I think it's great. All right. Well, stay on you, Stephen. Uh, let's talk about the characters of this, all right? The actors, let's talk about them. Uh, talk about why you feel that uh, they don't work for you. Or let's talk. Let's focus on the characters. Uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, there's like, as you know, names, names of the characters. Jennifer Lawrence plays uh, she. Harvey Bardem plays he. Um, let's try and stay focused on just those two, uh, even though there's like a lot of other characters in this. Um, but yeah, Stephen, let's talk about characters. Why do you feel the characters uh, don't work for this? I really like Jennifer Lawrence. and um, uh, I think she really deserves all the awards and so on and so forth that she's won over her career. So I believe ever since The Hunger Games, Jennifer Lawrence comes with a, an inbuilt audience. Um, a younger audience that they know and that she's loved and adored by people and like she brings them to this film where this film is not a film for them so maybe that's part of the reason people don't like it um i also think that although she is an engaging and vulnerable character in this film that she fails to elicit much sympathy from me um if she is representing mother earth the Mother Earth is a bloody pathetic thing, and I think that is the opposite of what the truth is. So um, she, she's embodying something, and it's very vulnerable and can be hurt and doesn't really fight back, and that religion and people seem to hurt her all the time. And actually what the film does at the end is it kills her, and so she wakes up tomorrow as somebody else. I don't see that as a very... I, I, I just see that as an incredibly weak central character to base our film around. Javier Bardem is a great actor without doubt Um, I think he's really interesting I think he has screen presence I'm not convinced I believe any aspect of a world where the pair of them are married to each other Um, so again I didn't I didn't buy into that relationship side of things so I, I just I just think it's miscast in terms of marketing I think it's miscast in terms of chemistry between the pair Okay. Now, Zoe, your turn here. Let's talk about why you think the characters work. Um, so I really like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I used to have this thing that I really didn't like her. Uh, and 
I haven't actually seen Hunger Games, so I'm not in part of that audience. Just letting you know. <laughs> Is it because um, it's not uh, a terrible movie? Uh, no, it's because I think it's a rip-off of uh, Battle Royale, and so I don't really want to bother with it. That's uh, that's why. <laughs> 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 um, so I really like Jennifer Lawrence, and actually I think that I do agree that she's almost presented in this as kind of a weak character. However, rather than weak, I see it as more as fragile. And I think actually Mother Nature, as society, we believe that Mother Nature is much stronger than it is. And actually Mother Nature is quite uh, fragile um, and it's something that we take for granted. So I think Jennifer Lawrence, when she plays mother in this film, she kind of uh, encompasses that very well and shows that Mother Nature is expected to be strong and to be tough um, as she's kind of treated by him throughout this uh, as we see like at the beginning she she drops the cup and he is like are you okay and she's kind of not but he just brushes it off um, almost expecting her to make an instant recovery and I think as we progress through the film we kind of see her becoming uh, more and more that fragile side of her comes out more and more you know and she starts to break down and and the more people, uh, more things that people do that frustrates her, she does start to show that frustrated frustration, and shows kind of her cracks within herself. So I think actually, you know, she is quite emotive throughout this. Um, and you know, there's some close-ups when she looks genuinely pained and I feel like I connected a lot with the emotions that she showed so I think her character worked really well as a main character um, and then Javier I, I do agree with Stephen in the sense that I don't think there was as much chemistry between the two as there could have been that is something that I think was slightly lacking however I don't know whether that potentially was on purpose to show the discord between the two characters and that you know Jennifer Lawrence clearly did love him a lot but um he doesn't really give that back to her and hence why he's he seems very cold and actually the whole way through to me he's a very unlikable character which is why it works um, because you know everything he does kind of leads to uh, the climax of her her being killed and the baby being killed kind of the house being destroyed everything being ruined because of his actions so he does need to be unlikable and I found him particularly unlikable and I also saw I also really disliked um, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer's characters I Michelle Pfeiffer enrages me in that film but it works because I think that's how we're supposed to feel. We're meant to be on the side of mother. So I think all the characters work in that sense. All right. Well, you both brought on a lot of great thoughts there. Um, now let's talk about story. And we're going to stay with you, Zoe. Uh, where? Okay, talk about the story of mother. Where was it in the movie when the movie actually really connected with you? When was the moment um, when the movie really connected with you? I think the moment that really connected with me was when Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, character turned up. So before then, I was kind of like, mm, you know, it, 
I, I, I was enjoying it, but nothing in particular. It's when Michelle Pfeiffer's character turns up and the things that she says to Mother is... As, and this is where that woman side kind of comes into it. As a woman, one thing that older people seem to constantly say to you is, when are you having a baby? You know, your clock is ticking. And lately I've been getting a lot of these questions from people, um, you know, family, friends, family, etc., saying, oh, you know, when are you thinking about having a child? You know, you don't want to leave it too late and being almost very snide about them, which M Michelle Pfeiffer is exactly that. It's constantly like, uh, you know, people question you on why you are not doing the only thing that society thinks women should be doing, which is reproducing and giving a, a man children um, and bringing children into the world. And it's when her character came in and started acting like that, I was like, yes, that is it's such a horrible feeling to feel like people are questioning why you're not thinking about having children why you may turn around and go actually I'm you know it's not at the top of my priority list um and I think for me that was that was the moment where I suddenly was like oh my gosh I feel like I can understand why um Jennifer Lawrence's character is becoming so frustrated and obviously from there uh everything she does she's trying to do for him and he seems to just not reciprocate thanks she's going to to make him happy um and it and it's very upsetting um and i think that's kind of where i was connecting with the film okay very good uh steven same thing there where in mother did the story lose you Okay, like when you're watching it, where, what's the moment when the story just lost you and you like you like had no interest anymore? Okay, I think I've got. A, a, when the film started, I was kind of intrigued by the premise, and I was. I'm not a religious guy, but I was. It's not really an allegory, is it? When it's right in your face, but you know, it was. It's. Uh, <laughs> Ah, she's Eve and he's Adam and there was a brilliant bit where you catch a glimpse of Ed Harris's chest and you see he's got a rib missing and you think ah oh, this is really clever and then Bill and thingy Weasley from Harry Potter turn up as Cain and Abel and it's bit, oh my god this is what and then it just continues down there and the point it actually lost me is the point I call Kristen Wig. Now I love Christine Wig, but she did not deserve to be in this movie. She just, and the minute she turned up, a bit like she turned up in The Martian, I was taken out of it. And um, from then on in, I not reconnect with the movie at all. I understood where it was going, looking at New Testament ideas, blah blah. But I just think that after that point, Christine Wig turned up. I really just got disconnected from the whole film. Okay. All right. Very well. Okay. Short and sweet there. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the themes of the movie. Um, we we know that there's been like a bunch of different ways to interpret the movie Mother. Um, I'll stay I'll stay with you, Stephen. Um, what do you think the director was trying to say? And you know, I you're taking the negative side here. Tell me why you think it doesn't work. For you, all right. Let's talk about themes here. If that's all right. Okay, that's fine. So I, I 
<laughs> I know exactly what he was trying to do because he's gone around on press junkets trying to explain it to us all. And I really do feel if you have to go around explaining what your movie means um, because you don't like that people don't understand it or are interpreting the wrong way, you're in the wrong business. And that's actually the root of what I really hate about this film is <laughs> not necessarily the film itself, but how it's been displayed. I think the religious side of things, I'm very much viewing it as a anti-religious movie and that it's talking about a vengeful god and a god that doesn't care and the, and the, and and that religion has bad impacts on people and actually these are all things i'm very very on board with um i just don't think he does it very well because he has to go and say hey look hey look javier bardem is him he's god and 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 she's mother earth and um they're cain label and i just i just didn't need it spelled out to me there's another aspect to it where it's the theme, I guess, of him as a creator. So Javier Bardem is a is a poet, I think, and the idea is he's got um, some kind of uh, writer's block, and then it all comes good because he has a baby and he writes a poem, and everyone's lavishing praise on him. And it's kind of one of the themes is about the the oh woe is me, the poor artist, people are always taking from me. And you know what? I don't have much sympathy for someone who marries Rachel Vice has um, Jennifer Lawrence as a girlfriend for a while and gets up every day to make what he loves and gets well paid for it. If he was a struggling 16th century poet or artist that wouldn't get recognised in his lifetime, I'd have some sympathy. I have zero sympathy for ze- uh, for millionaire Darren Aronofsky. All right. So, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Zoe, uh, now to you. Uh, tell me about what you think the themes of Mother are and why you're praising them. Um, so, I mean, the themes, as Stephen said, the themes are quite obvious. Um, and D- Darren Aronofsky, I can never say his surname, has um, gone and kind of spelt it out for many people. And, and before, before, so when I first watched Mother, I, I didn't, I honestly, sometimes I'm actually really blonde and I didn't, fully understand that it was biblical at all when I first watched it so I did go online to google it a bit and that's uh I I had some ideas but honestly at first I I didn't fully understand that that what that was what it was um just because like I said sometimes the plain obvious does not present itself to me at all um so when I kind of even you know now watching it back today I find I noticed like you know the rib missing etc which the first time around I I don't know what kind of state I was in but I didn't even really notice it to be honest um but yeah so it has the has the biblical theme which I think uh I I agree with Stephen on the sense that you know it does present to us kind of like a hateful god um someone that is very vengeful that is not you know kind to those kind to mother earth um but i think it does i think it is quite a good representation um i think maybe it is slightly over the top and quite in your face with what it does but i liked the aspect that it's kind of um brutal in a sense that it's like you know, we have this this beautiful planet around us, yet we do kind of throw it to the floor and beat it uh, and kick it in the face repetitively and then expect it to get back up in the day after. 
is re you know refreshed again and will provide us with the means we need to continue living on um so i think in that sense kind of the story maybe was slightly too biblical um like with the cain and abel thing i didn't love that either um i thought it made it almost not as subtle as it could have been and was kind of subtle in certain ways with him and mother earth um and just adam and eve i think by adding kind of cain and abel then it did go off on a tangent and became a little bit too much um but you know those final scenes where everything goes into absolute chaos yes it's an over over the top representation of um kind of society destroying mother earth and taking um for granted everything that it provides for us um and you know completely ruining that for whatever reason selfish gain uh, but you know, I think it was a good, good representation of of the the chaos and the madness that um, we as humans do put the stress on kind of nature. So I I think in that sense the the theme was was done well. All right, all right. You both put in like a lot of great opinions on each side right there. Um, now for like my final question, and I'm gonna stay with you there, Zoe. Uh, yeah. These are just kind of closing thoughts here. I'm a person who has never seen a mother before. All right. Ah. So in one minute, I want you <laughs> to sell me on why I should see the movie Mother. Okay. Okay. Right? okay. We're gonna do this one okay. minute. Three, two, one, go. I think you should see the movie Mother because I don't think you'll ever see a film that quite compares to it. If you're looking for something that's um, emotionally uh, evocative, that's going to kind of make you feel stressed, that's going to, it's not an enjoyable watch, but it's an experience. That's the film that it is. It's going to give you those intense, stressful emotions that you kind of can't get anywhere else. And you are going to be able to witness this uh, strange and almost over the top storytelling of a biblical biblical tale. Um, And I honestly think it is a very awesome film when you get to the end and those final Scenes will leave you kind of breathless with um, just seconds. there's some very disturbing scenes at the end there I think you'll really enjoy it <laughs> that's it I have nothing okay. else <laughs> right, that's it right there. Uh, Stephen uh, again I'm a Hello. person that's never seen Mother please tell me why I should avoid this movie okay are you ready <coughs> okay yeah wait wait, wait uh, three Two, one, go. Okay, Mother is the worst example of self-indulgent, pretentious tosh. Um, it it reads it, it's a film that's like sixth formers poetry, which is sadly from one of the greatest film directors that America currently has. Has a fantastic cast, which are misused and miscast. It has a good point to make about the the the, the negative parts of organized religion but fails to put them across in a successful way it has a really interesting and disturbing set of scenes towards the end that i think overshadow any message it was trying to make Wait a second. Um, I, 
I think it's I think it basically wastes a fantastic cast. I think it wastes a fantastic director, and I come out of it feeling quite angry, and um, I think it's a, just a waste of celluloid. Five seconds. And that's where I'm ending. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, very good, actually. Um, yeah, I think that's going to end this conversation about Mother. Um, I didn't really know where else to go with this debate right there, and I wanted to kind of keep this episode short in a way there, too. Maybe uh, other shows and other debates, they'll go a little bit longer. Uh, but again, a big thank you to you, Stephen Palmer, and you, Zoe Rose Smith, for being on this first ever debate episode of Cinema, uh, Re- Cinema Recall. Uh, I'm not quite sure what I'm actually going to call this episode. Uh, probably call it something like Holy Mother or something like that. I don't know. Like, the Holy Mother of Debates or something. Um, but, I like it. Yeah, so when you hear this episode, go to the site thatmomentin.com Click the tab for Cinema Recall, and on there, there will be a poll on there. There'll be a way for you to listen to the show on the site. You can listen to this episode on the site, but on the site, there will be a poll on there, and you can vote who won this debate. Was it Zoe, or was it Steven? All right. Vote for who you think the winner is, and then... One of them will receive either a free month to Shutter or a free month of Netflix. All right, and they can choose what they want. Um, they may just want the cash price instead, and I can just mail about five bucks. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, basically going to be it right now for this particular episode. But before I do go, I want each of you to tell me like something that's going on in your site. Uh, please plug upcoming articles or podcast episodes. Um, let's start with you, Stephen. Uh, anything new coming up with your site or the Asian Cinema Film Club? Well, the Asian Cinema Film Club, um, obviously it's monthly. Next month is The Killer. Um, I have a blind spot, I think this is the last time I've joined you, about John Woo um, films. I'm not a big fan, never really got into them. Ed, Ed was trying to educate me. So that will be a lot of fun. Um on Guelo Ramblings, I'm actually am finally getting back on board in writing things. I'm cutting down the length of my reviews, so I have a frightening pile of Asian films that I really need to get through, so I'm doing that. And also on Twitter, what I'm doing at the moment, every film I'm watching in 2018, I'm doing a quick Twitter review, whether that's a new watch, a rewatch, or whatever. So today, for example, I've, I've done a couple. I've done, um, I finally got around to seeing A Quiet Place, and I finally got around to seeing something else which has gone off my head. But yes, yeah, so if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get to see like my daily or weekly views on all the films I'm watching in 2018. All right. And where do they find you online? They can find me online at multiple places. So if we're just talking about me today, you can find me on at LPVO, that's E-L-P-E-E-V-I-O, on Twitter, or again, like you say earlier, um, guelloramblings.wordpress.com, and also you can find other reviews and articles and interviews that I've written. I've written quite a good one. Well, not quite. I say so myself. <laughs> I've written an in-depth article about Bridget Lynn over on easternkicks.com recently. So if, you, um, if you've got an interest in, in things other than reviews, come and find me at easternkicks.com. Wait, was Bridget Lynn, was she in Chunky Express? 
She was indeed. Oh. Yeah. Was she the sunglasses so, yeah. person? The sunglasses? She was the sunglasses person. That was her last proper role. With the blonde wig, right? The blonde wig, that's right. Oh, shit, okay. Nice. I, 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 I learned something today. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's, a, she's a big, she's an icon of Asian, of both Taiwanese and um, Hong Kong cinema. Um, and yeah, Chunking Express was her was her final film, but there's really? plenty of others that uh, I will I would suggest you check out. And if you read my article, you'll find out all about it. I will definitely do that. Uh, and then, really quickly though, what did you think of A Quiet Place? I I I happen to know that you two have very opposite opinions on that. So without starting <laughs> another debate, I thought it was okay I thought the film was it was quite a well made film I quite liked the general conceit but I thought there were so many issues with the setup so many plot holes and the fact they had incidental music which kind of ruined the idea of the story <laughs> <laughs> loving it as much as I really wanted to I could see so much good stuff in that. I loved the final scene the, the final shot this was meant to be this year's get out and I just thought not quite it was sort of solid 7 out of 10 but I was hoping it was going to be a 10 okay fair enough. good point is you mentioned about the music right there because yes it was all quite right there I, I, I already talked about this movie what I think about it so I'm not going to say anymore um, Zoe what's going new there with uh, Zoe with the shotgun and also what's the new article you're going to be writing for that moment in I, I love the article you wrote about the Serbian film I'm excited to know what you're going to write that's for the site so um, I'm going to keep it a secret the the next film that I'm going to write about uh, just because I want to keep an air of mystery around it but it is going to be uh, an Asian film uh, from the the cat three category. So Stephen, I'm sure you'll probably enjoy enjoy one when that's published, and that should be published um, next week on that moment in on sofa with the shotgun. Uh, the, I've got two articles up um, looking at feminism and also sexual politics in 80s slasher films. That's a two part article written by myself and my friend Luke. Um, which is kind of it pulls lots of academic sources and stuff so it's a quite an in-depth read but very interesting so please get in touch and and let me know your thoughts on that as we'd love to continue discussing the topic Um, and other than that that's that's about it Uh, you can always find me tweeting either about films um, on twitter Uh, i'm at zobo with shotgun or I'll also be tweeting when I'm drunk about random things that happen on the tube, and that's about it. <laughs> okay, very, very good, very good. Um, again, big thank you to my guests here on the show. Huge thank you. Um, really enjoyed your opinions about the movie Mother. Um, as always, you can listen to all episodes of Cinema Recall Podcast. Definitely check out the episode I recorded with Zoe about the movie In My Skin. And then also check out our last episode with uh, Steven, Elwood, Daniel, Kim. A whole bunch of us got together and talked about our favorite movie moments. Definitely check that out. 
Uh, we are on Twitter. We are at Cinema underscore Recall. We are on Facebook. Just type in Cinema Recall. If you have any suggestions about movies that we should talk about or you want to talk about your own favorite moments in movies, uh, please go and email us uh, cinemarecall at gmail.com. Um, I do know we still have a poll up on the site for what you think would be the best West Anderson film to talk about. So if you go on to thatmomentin.com, uh, please vote for that feature. And I think our choices were Rushmore, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Moonlight Kingdom, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and... I know I'm missing another one right there, and I don't have the same pull up right now, but yeah, go to thatmomentin.com, you can actually see what's on there, and you can vote for your favorite title there. Um, I want to say, oh, it's the uh, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, that's the fifth one, sorry about that, uh, but yeah, go to the site, thatmomentin.com, vote for your favorite feature, we're still looking for, we're still looking for a guest for that episode, so if you want to be on that episode, please DM us or email us, and We'll set up times to record that one. Uh, but that's it right now for the episode. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Big thank you for Steven and Zoe for being guests on here. And we will talk with you all soon. All right? Good night. But that, that. Oh, someone's gone. Oh, shit. Did we lose Zoe? I'm we here. did. Okay, no, she's there. Yeah. No, I'm here. Okay. No, she's here. <laughs> oh, crikey. How many more times are we going to say this? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Your editing skills are going to be up. Uh... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try again.